0: (laughs) Uh, Well, well, I'm uh, delighted to be uh, speaking to um, Mrs. Lowe. She has an incredible um, experience and a number of leadership roles in education and and, uh, continues to be incredibly active in this field, has governorships in schools and other um, uh, responsibilities. And she's also Uh, a very extensive traveler normally I speak with uh, Mrs Lowe when she's in many exotic locations but I have the good fortune of having her in clinic and she very kindly brings up the point about lack of awareness and and uh, information about bone health and the things that impact bone health in um, um, in general but particularly in women and women at the Uh, childbearing ages and and so on. So I'm just going to introduce uh, Mrs. Lowe to say a few words. And really, she's highlighting a very important area. And I'm going to confide in the listeners. I have a big ask for her. I would appreciate her leadership, her advice in highlighting what she is sharing and then bringing it to a wider audience, because I, I think she raises a very important point. Um,
1: and I think with her help, we may be able to get somewhere. Well, I was talking to Dr Mahmoud just now about how my own diagnosis of osteoporosis and the fact that I have two daughters in their 30s and a daughter-in-law as well has made me realise how little awareness there is of osteoporosis and the risk of osteoporosis amongst younger women, and I doubt very much that anything really is done as part of formal education in terms of health education in schools. Um, In my own family, um, my daughter-in-law, my daughter have both had babies over the last 12 months but were not aware about calcium loss in pregnancy and as a result of breastfeeding and neither was I. I had three children that I I breastfed. Um, And similarly, I don't think they are aware as I wasn't aware uh, of um, the issue of the menopause and the impact that has on bone health in women. So I think, really, there ought to be um, some government intervention over this to make sure that um, girls leaving school, in particular, boys as well, but, mm-hmm. but girls because you know women do run the higher risk, but are aware of... What can happen? What probably will happen um, if they have babies and obviously go on to go on to menopause and and do the things that do some things to um, to, to prevent that. Um, so, for example, I, I would have begun strength training many years ago. I'd have had a DEXA scan as I hit menopause just to see what the position was, and then regular DEXA scans thereafter. So, I think that it, there's a lot that could be done. Um, in education, uh, given how many people, women particularly, suffer from osteoporosis in later years and just how miserable it can be, yeah. um, and no doubt a huge cost to the NHS as well, if we want to look at it in those terms, uh, that it would be important, I think, if not imperative, for um, formal education Um on osteoporosis and how to prevent it to become part of uh, the school curriculum or if it is already there uh, in some form for more to be done because my own younger relatives were certainly unaware.
0: That's that's very valuable. Well I, I think you make a really important point and the fact that we can link some of the training and the information to some of the subjects that they're doing at school anyway and to understand a bit more about how bones work and how dynamic they are and how uh, incredibly responsive they are to change in diet exercise other things and in fact uh, bones are super dynamic certainly in early childhood mm. and, and uh, teenagers and, and uh, early adulthood and we reach our peak bone mass around the mid-30s or, or in our uh, third fourth decade so uh, and they're still changing throughout life so uh, I think we can explore some possible options with some of our contacts and anybody who may listen to this may have some advice and guidance but you're absolutely right this has to be a government thing it has to be sort of organisation things has to be educational body thing and we have some content and resource which is evidence and uh, um a, give some practical actionable things so how much nutrition how much vitamin d how much exercise how much of different things to do to improve the the um uh, the, the the factors that go into bone strength and our general strength uh, but they have they've got the mechanisms and the tools to be able to share and disseminate the information so uh, as you say you know we we have limited capabilities but uh, I think some of the, uh, the uh, sort of organization and links that you have and some of the people that we know and their capabilities we can leverage and really serve humanity so this is where the Um, global osteoporosis foundation GOF comes into we want to raise awareness we have a a dream that we want to reach 8.8 billion people by 2040 and have a world in the future where there won't be any osteoporosis because we have some literacy we have some information we can track things we can find issues at an early stage we do preventative things um, hopefully without using drugs and doctors so our sort of uh, set of uh, sort of assumptions and and uh, aspirations are that we are doing a whole bunch of proactive stuff which helps us gain uh, a sense of awe about ourselves and some efficacy around being able to make small changes and see the improvement on that and that then sets up a whole chain re- effect of, a chain reaction of other things and so on so we end up being more productive and capable and, and yeah so the trigger is the curiosity about bone but then becoming more aware about everything else that's going on. So um, I'm really grateful for you for bringing this up. So I think we're going to start this thing. <laughs> and uh, with the enthusiasm of the universe, we'll see how far we get. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thank
1: you.